Greetings and blessings, and welcome to the 15th episode of 5050, a look back 50 years ago and a countdown to my 50th birthday celebration. I'm your host, Jason, podcasting from my new secret bunker in Denver, Colorado. Thanks for joining me. Last week, we began the series 2022, an Assange Odyssey, with an introduction to Australian journalist and filmmaker John Pilger. In part two, we'll continue with some quotes from Pilger and finish up with an update on the current Assange situation. I'm sure it won't come as a huge surprise that an Australian and an investigative journalist like Pilger would show his support for Assange. He's basically been there from the beginning of the ordeal in 2010, when WikiLeaks first published thousands of classified documents revealing certain U.S. military activity in Iraq and Afghanistan, not to mention the embarrassing emails from the Democratic National Committee, which resulted in what we now call Russiagate. Over the course of the following 12 years, Assange has faced attacks from all sides and remains in a maximum security prison to this day. But 12 years is a lot to keep up with. So if you need a refresher, just look for the link to a timeline of the major events. Here's John Pilger in a recent interview. Today, the U.S. knows it's close to getting its hands on Julian. Unlike previous parliaments at Westminster, there is not a single voice speaking up for him. In spite of a tenacious campaign emphasizing the threat Julian's extradition poses to a free press, he is barely acknowledged in the media, which remains intensely hostile to him. Journalists have never been as compliant as they are today. And Julian's case is a reminder, to some, of what they ought to be. He shames them. And here he is again on Talking Post. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind, as there is no doubt in in the minds of his loved ones, that if Julian goes to the United States and is effectively dropped in in a penal hellhole, that will be the end of him, literally. He will die. Anything is better, of course, than going to the United States. But the torture, and it's not a word I use idly, the torture he's suffered uh, has cost the man terribly. If, if Julian is extradited to the United States, I think it will effectively end real uh, independent investigative journalism. Who will take that risk again if the United States and other countries, but if the United States mainly, can reach anywhere in the world and take a journalist for writing something or revealing something it doesn't approve of. Perhaps not surprisingly, Assange did not win the case, and his extradition to the U.S. was ordered. Assange's lawyers have filed an appeal in response. But barring some miracle in the appeal process, Assange will face extradition to the United States, 17 espionage charges, carrying a maximum sentence of 175 years in prison. 
And let's not forget the time he's already spent in a maximum security prison since his arrest at the Ecuadorian embassy in April 2019. Despite whatever legalese they may throw at him during the trial, at the end of the day, it's about making an example of him. Whistleblowing will not be tolerated, and in fact will be punished to the fullest extent of the law. If Julian Assange is guilty of anything, it's embarrassing powerful institutions of bringing a light into the darkness. And by now I hope you all know the famous words, which also happen to be the official slogan for the Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness. Ironic? I'll let you decide. As I record this episode, there are 125 days, 6 hours, and 53 minutes until my 50th birthday. I hope you'll help me celebrate. Thanks for listening. See you next week.